Hello everyone, I'm back with another episode. This one is pretty deep and it is on a topic that I have talked about in the past, but I feel like I didn't do it justice and I feel like this time I'm going to make a few people upset. (laughs) I beat around the bush for certain topics. I'm just really tired of doing that. Because at the end of the day, I know I believe in what I believe in for certain reasons and I've experienced what I've experienced and that's why I feel a certain way and I fully stand by what I say and what I've said. So I'm just going to say it all here and before we get into it, I'm going to do high-low buffalo like always. So my high is that my last day for my second job was last week, which is so, so, so nice. And I've been using the after work time to do other things like edit YouTube videos and paint and things like that, which has been really nice. And then my low, if you guys have been seeing my Instagram and my YouTube, you guys know that I went on a 48-hour road trip, which was super fun. And I went from SoCal all the way up to NorCal. And the point of the trip was to use PCH or drive Highway 1. But I've only done the SoCal to NorCal drive with the 101 and the 5 freeway. And this time I was like, okay, I really want to do PCH. It is a very famous drive. It's a beautiful drive. It is the longer route that you take to get up there. But, And unfortunately, what ended up happening was around the Big Sur area, there was a closure. So because we were taking a Tesla and we needed to make sure that we could charge the Tesla, it just did not work out with the closure. So... We pretty much drove max two hours, I think, on the one highway, which was really nice, but it was only two hours and it kind of defeated the purpose of the road trip, but I still had so much fun. And then with my buffalo, which is something weird, I went to a wedding the night before I went to the road trip, which you guys saw in the video if you guys watched it, and I drank with my mom. And I partied with my mom, which was the weirdest thing. And I know for some people that's super normal, but if it is your first time ever doing it, you would know that it is really weird. And I have never seen that side of my mom. She's never seen that side of me. And it was just really fun. We took shorts together, which was weird. Um, But yeah, overall really fun, but just weird. I've recorded this podcast three times now. Hopefully the fourth time is a charm. Literally nobody says that, but hopefully the fourth time. And I felt like this topic was super fitting for the time of the year because summer is coming. And I feel like summer is when you're just super hyper aware about how your body looks. At least I am. Many girls, including me, We're all concerned about what we're going to look like in the bikini. What type of bikini should we get to make sure that it accentuates the body parts that you want to accentuate? And I get insecure when I go to the beach. I don't know what it is, but I do know what it is because I'm freaking half naked. And I 
am super self-conscious about the way I'm sitting. It's not the same as when I was little anymore, when I could just go out to the beach and have so much fun and not worry about my body. But now when I know that a beach day is coming, it's like a huge thing because I'm like, I don't want to overstuff myself because I'm going to be hella bloated when I get to the beach. I'm self-conscious before I have fun. That is why I felt like talking about body confidence and physical appearance, beauty standards was ideal. And before I get into it, I want to put out some trigger warnings. If you couldn't already tell, there's going to be a lot of talk on body, body image, eating disorder, depression, maybe it might come up just in case. I'll just say it now. Body weight, losing weight, gaining weight. So just a warning ahead of time. I also wanted to say I tried really freaking hard to organize this podcast so it wasn't all over the place, but I don't know if I did a good job of that. So just bear with me and just know that I tried. In terms of your body image, traits, beauty, features that you have on your body, they can be split up into two categories, things that you can control and traits that you can't control. So this is a little bit controversial, but under the can control, I think that you can control your weight. So if you're unhappy about your weight, you feel overweight, you feel fat, then there's plenty of information on how to fix it. And it's to eat less or exercise more. If you want to gain weight, eat more, exercise less. There's a lot of controversy and opinions about weight sensitivity and this whole area. But at the end of the day, you can control how much you weigh. And then another thing that you can control in terms of your looks is things like your nose or your face shape with plastic surgery. You can change it if you don't like it. There's a lot of contro- I can't say this word. <laughs> what the hell? There's a lot of controversy around this. But at the end of the day, it is your choice and your ability to use the money that you have to pay for plastic surgery to change this body part if you do not like it. There's also skincare products that you can use. So that's in the area of you can control. If you're unhappy with those traits, fix it. You have to sacrifice. It's not going to be that fun, but that's just the way that life works. You have to give up something in order to gain something. But on the other side, there's things that you can't control, body parts, features that you can't change. And an example of this is your height. You can't be taller. You can't lose inches by going through any type of surgery. You can't add an arm if you only have one arm. And I am one of those people who would love to have five extra inches on myself to add to my five foot zero height. But unfortunately, I can't. And it's just something that I've had to deal with. Those are the two buckets. So there's no point in trying to fight, trying to change those body parts or hating yourself for those body parts because you're going to have them forever. And I think that's where I want to focus a lot of my attention on for this episode, on how do you accept loving the parts of yourself that you can't actually change. 
Just a TLDR, if you haven't seen the YouTube videos or listened to the episodes where I've talked about my relationship with my body, I had a lot of body image issues and a bad relationship with my body and how I looked. It was a huge factor in why I got into the cycle of binge eating and developed an eating disorder and it got so far to the point where I had depression. Yay. (laughs) I'm happy I went through it because I did so much research during that time to get myself out of it and I was able to filter out a lot of the things that were not helpful. Just a lot of like self-help videos and content and books that really did nothing for me and seemed way too superficial to actually work. And I was able to filter it down to five things that I felt like really helped me to have a better relationship with my body and to learn to quote unquote, love myself more. So the first thing is to not force it. It's so annoying to me when all these people are like, fake it till you make it. If you just look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself to love yourself. I even said this, I think, one time in a video or an episode, something like that. And I've done it. I've literally stared at myself in the mirror and was like, okay, I love my big ass nose. I love like, I was like saying all this crap. I'm going to believe it, even though deep down, I knew I didn't really believe it, but I was like, if I just say it enough times, I can brainwash myself. That's what everyone said would work. That's what I thought would eventually work. But I just felt really stupid because I know I'm smarter than that. And I knew I was lying to myself. So I was like, what the hell am I doing right now? And so at the end of the day, just don't force it. Because when you try to force something, sometimes it does the opposite where it just kind of fires back and it feels like you're you're trying to force through this like steel wall and it's like impossible something instead that i ended up doing was really come to terms to it one example of how i did this was thinking about the body part that i didn't really like i brought this up a second ago but my nose it's not a big deal to I think a lot of people, but to me, it's been something that has came up as an insecurity because in the Western side of beauty standards, Western culture really likes the very tiny button, cute nose or very sharp, elegant nose. And that is definitely what I don't have. I get it. I get the whole peel. I think it's also super cute to have a tiny little nose and to have small features on your face, especially when you're a female. But on the other hand, if I go to the other side of the world and I ask my Asian family members, they're obsessed with big noses because in that culture, a big nose symbolizes money and wealth. When I came out of the womb, apparently, my family was like, oh my gosh, she has a big nose, so she's going to be rich, blah, blah, blah. And to this day, I'm just like, who the hell do I believe? It is so unreliable. I'll get into this in a second, but yeah, so unreliable. I had to take all those external voices, those external opinions, and just wipe it out. You need to turn off all those biases and ask yourself, Do I not like this body part because of what everyone else is saying or is it because I actually don't like this body part 
deep down within myself. And you can kind of go back and trace back to maybe media you've consumed or people's opinions, compliments slash insults toward that body part, whether they meant it or not. And it could have left a mark on you. And that could be why you don't or do like certain body parts. And being able to think it through and really understand the root of why and whether or not you actually like a certain trait that you have will help a lot. And from there, if you do like it, then great, move on and keep doing that exercise and ground yourself through that exercise. But if it is something that you don't like, ask yourself, is this something that I can control or is it something that I can control? And if it is something that you can control, then freaking fix it. Don't blame anybody else for the reason why that body part is the way it is. Fix it because you can control it. And if you can't control it, I have four other things that you can do to maybe try to accept and change your perspective on how you feel about your body. So one thing is seeing your body as a vehicle. And when I say as a vehicle, basically separate your body from your mind, your soul, whatever thing you believe, and just focus on the physical and tangible thing that you're inside, which is your body, your arms, the skin that you have currently. See it as something that can stand on its own and its only and sole purpose is to not die and just survive. I don't know how many people know this, but when you die, even though your brain is a vegetable and you're like basically unconscious and not there, your body will still go. Like your body will still keep moving. And that's why sometimes when people are dying, they don't completely just stop and like drop dead. They might be like mentally not there, but their body will keep moving. Like if you cut off a lizard's tail the tail can keep freaking moving there's no brain attached to the freaking tail it's because the body within itself can stand on its own and its only purpose like i said is to not die like one way that it does this is when you eat food if you eat an excess amount of food your body will store it because it doesn't know when it will get food again so it stores it as fat so that If you don't get food in the future, you can grab from the fat and still sustain yourself. And it does this for a million different processes like sweating. Sweating is not that cute, but your body does it because it needs to maintain its internal temperature. It doesn't care about how the world feels. It doesn't care about how the boy or the girl you like feels about you sweating or having gained weight. It it could not give a fuck about external things. It just wants to survive. So if you could see your body as what it is, you can't blame it and you can't be mad at it for doing what it's supposed to do when that's what it is. It's like getting mad at a dog for barking. You got a dog for a reason and that's what comes with the package. It barks. That's what makes it what it is. And all these things that your body does, whether you like it or not, is what makes it what it is so stop trying to pick a fight that you're going to lose and that is super stupid hopefully that helps putting into perspective that your body's just really looking out for itself and just wants you to survive 
you can kind of appreciate it for what it is because that's what it's meant to do. And it's doing a hella good job of taking care of you. And the other idea that really helped a lot with learning to accept and appreciate how I looked is remembering that how you look physically is a mixture of a lot of the traits that your family and your ancestors have. And I respect my mom, my dad, my grandma, grandpa, all of those people that came before me that made me who I am physically. I love them so much and I would never go up to my mom, for example, and tell her, no, you look ugly. Like I would never say that. And I would, I know that would be so mean to say. So it's weird that when I'm attacking certain parts of my body, in a way, I'm attacking the body parts and the features that my family has. Like this nose came from somebody. This nose came from my mom, dad, grandma, grandpa. And whenever I attack that body part, I'm in a way attacking the way that my family looks when I would never go up to my mom or my dad's face and be like, I hate your nose. I would never say that. And I never think that. So it's just weird that I think it's okay to do it to myself. And it hurts a lot more when you kind of detach these body parts and these physical traits from yourself because it puts things in a different perspective. Another idea that might help to think about, this one's a little bit more (laughs) woo-woo. So it might not translate or come across as helpful as the other things I've brought up, but I felt like I should say it. I heard of this from a different podcast that I love listening to, which is Leo's podcast called Aware and Aggravated. And his idea is that the soul and the mind has this plan and this fate laid out. You came into this world being able to do a certain amount of things and having this certain path that you are going to follow. But you cannot experience what you need to experience and achieve what you need to achieve without the body that you have today. An example is somebody with one arm is going to go through their life and have different achievements and experiences than somebody with two arms. And you can only fulfill your potential with this type of body. So in a way, it is very hopeful and you can see the body type and the traits that you have, even though the world might not accept it and might judge it. For you, it is something that could lead you to your potential and is probably a huge factor into why you can achieve what you achieve. You can turn it on its head and ask yourself, what can I do with the body I've been given? What will I be able to do in the future? And it's very hopeful to look at it that way. Hopefully this makes some type of sense. It made sense to me, but I don't know if I'm doing it justice by explaining it the way I'm explaining it. And the last idea that really, really helped me, and this one's the most relevant to me right now, is it's actually easier to get attached to something or care for something when you sacrificed and put a lot of effort into it. So kind of doing the reverse order where you don't actually have to love something to care for it. 
even though at the moment you might not love or fully appreciate and accept how you look, you can still take care of your body. And it's like if someone dropped a baby off at the front porch of your house, you don't know whose baby it is. You've just met that baby a second ago. You could care less maybe about what the baby looks like. Maybe you think the baby is an ugly baby, but it doesn't mean that you can't care for it. It's like your body. You can still feed the baby and make sure that the baby stays alive. And you can do the same thing with your body where you can exercise your body. You can feed your body nutrients, even if you could give a fuck about what it looks like. You are upset about the way that you turned out, about the way that life just worked its magic and did not give you anything good. You can still take care of your physical body. This is super weird, but when you do that and you put in a lot of sacrifices and you give up a lot to make your body the best that it could be, you actually weirdly start appreciating it more in turn because you put so much effort and you sacrifice a lot for it. And this kind of happened to me in the past few weeks where I came home from New York and I went through a rut and a part of it was not being very happy with the way that I looked physically. I actually gained the most amount of weight I've ever gained in two weeks ever in my life. And I was like, what the hell happened? Like I, I mean, I ate real good, but I definitely emotionally ate when I was not feeling great in the past few weeks because of the rut that I was in. And I thought food can fill a hole that, was not supposed to be filled by food. And that's like a whole other thing. But I was eating an insane amount because I was feeling so, so terrible. And I gained a lot of weight because of it. And that just led to this whole cycle of me not caring about my body, not wanting to exercise, not wanting to eat well. And I was just like, you know what? Like I dug a hole this deep. I'm might as well just keep digging the hole. Who cares anymore? I just like kind of threw everything out the window. But then something flipped and I just was like, okay, cut the crap, Annie. And I decided to just get my ass out of my bed and go to the gym in the morning, even though all I could think about was how badly I wanted to lay in my bed and how badly I did not want to drive to the gym and how painful it was going to be. This past week, I was still able to dissociate somehow and just ignore all those thoughts and get myself into my car and drive those five, 10 minutes to the gym and work out for that hour. And even though I did not want to do it, that was the last thing I wanted to do. I did it anyways. And I actually feel so much better now. The numbers haven't really changed, but I, in a way, care a lot more for my body and accept my body more because I sacrificed five hours last week going to the gym. It's just this weird thing. And it's like very applicable to a lot of things in life. But in this case, I'm talking about our bodies. So if you don't care about your body right now and you have no motivation to care for it, just do the work, dissociate. That's what I've been doing. I just literally ignore it. And I kind of just turn into this like vegetable and zombie and just like get somehow end up in the car and somehow end up in the gym and somehow finish off that one hour session. And I kept doing it and I've been doing it. 
And it's reverse psychology where now I'm learning to accept my body. Okay, so those are the five-ish things that I've tried and thought about to help me better accept how I physically look. Unfortunately, it's this constant battle <laughs> because there's just so much external noise out there. The entire world, everyone out there wants to say what they want to say and give out their opinions on literally everything. And one of the main things is how people look, even how the entertainment industry works. Like it's so shallow seeing ads with these beautiful skinny models, seeing all these ads that follow up the beautiful skinny models on like McDonald's and all these like fatty foods that are so terrible for your body and will not give you the body that you want. There's just so much noise and I freaking hate it. And unfortunately, it is something that you cannot control or do anything about. And because of that, forever and ever, you're just going to be fighting this battle. And so even though I'm making this podcast today in 2023, 20 years from now, it will be relevant. 20 years ago, I'm sure it was relevant too. And I just want to say a few things about all these external things. One is that you can't control it. You can't blame the world for it because it is literally a losing fight. An analogy for this is like, trying to make a horse drink water. And the horse in this case are external beauty standards. You can bring the horse to a pond, a lake, a fresh water lake that has the most delicious water, but it doesn't mean that the horse will drink the water. You can literally drown the horse in the pond, in the lake, whatever, and it doesn't mean that it will still drink the water. So you're picking a losing fight by trying to change the world, by trying to change other people's opinions of you. And all you can control is how you react to it yourself and how you feel internally about yourself. Another thing that I hate about these external things is that it's literally like a toxic friend. And what I've done with my past toxic friends is push them as far away as possible as I could from my life and my energy. And I saw them as unreliable, untrustworthy. They were just not worth my time. Whatever opinions they have to say, I could honestly care less. And you kind of have to do the same with these external voices and messages that you hear. And it's obviously easier said than done, but it is so unreliable. You just can't sit around and let it control you. Here's something that frustrates me. Just one example, like eyes, the shape of eyes. So beauty standards out there are obsessed with doe eyes. Doe eyes are like big round eyes, eyes that you see in like cartoon characters that make them so cute. But then there's also a lot of attention and love for siren eyes or like very slick, elegant thinner eyes it's just like the complete opposite from doe eyes but the world is obsessed with both of them and they go through different phases of being obsessed with different types of eyes and features and it's like which one i'm so freaking confused and it's not like you can just change your eye shape every day and good news 
it's not everything. The entertainment industry where looks are almost everything, almost everything. It's a very superficial industry. But then you have these successful people like Rebel Wilson, who physically does not fit the beauty standards, at least for the Western side of things. But then she's also doing amazing things and she's in all these movies and TV shows. She's thriving in an industry that prioritizes looks over everything when she doesn't fit that standard. And then another example is like Madeline Klein, who is in Outer Banks. She is beautiful physically for her face by beauty standards in the Western culture. But she's talked about it in some interviews and some videos that I've watched that she knows that her body type is not ideal for the entertainment industry, Western beauty standards, and it's made her very insecure. But still, she's casted in all these TV shows and she's regarded as beautiful, even though she doesn't fit that mold. And so let them be an example of how you can still be valuable, worth something, and can still be beautiful, even though you don't fit those exact beauty standards that everyone wants you to fit. Okay, I've talked about this a million times already and I don't even know if I've covered everything. I'm getting like deja vu a little bit right now because I don't know if I've talked about certain topics in this episode or if I said it in the last time I recorded it. But hopefully I got through everything and (laughs) hopefully my ideas come across as clear as it does in my head. But thanks for listening and have a good rest of your week and bye.